the twenty-fifth day of the month. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me. John 17, verses 20 through 23. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. Ephesians 4, verses 4 through 6. For the next four days, we consider in turn four characteristics of the church set forth in the Nicene Creed. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Today, we pray for the unity of Christ's church. In the face of the practical realities that the world can plainly see, it seems absurd to affirm that the church is one. The body of Christ on earth suffers more divisions than we can count. Just when it seems that one fracture has been mended, another erupts. Taken together, our disagreements cause the world confusion at best, and at worst, scorn mixed with laughter. Therefore, prayer for the unity of the church is an urgent task for all Christians, and in our praying, surely we must ask, what have we and the congregations of our heritage contributed to the disruption of unity? What have we contributed to mutual understanding and progress toward unity? Opening Prayer As you are one, O God, make the people of your new covenant one. Help us to distinguish between what you deem to be essential and what we find to be merely convenient and comfortable. Strengthen us for the hard work of overcoming differences we have wrongly held and cherished for generations, disagreements that undermine our efforts to share the gospel message of reconciliation. Bind up the wounds of your church and make it truly one body, through Christ who is its head. Amen. Psalm 133 How wonderful, how beautiful, when brothers and sisters get along. It's like costly anointing oil flowing down head and beard, flowing down Aaron's beard, flowing down the collar of his priestly robes. It's like the dew on Mount Hermon flowing down the slopes of Zion. Yes, that's where God commands the blessing, ordains eternal life. So for Sunday after Pentecost, the lectionary here, A, beginning with the book of Genesis, chapter 21, verses 8 through 21. The child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. Now Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, mocking. Therefore she said to Abraham, Drive out this maid and her son, for the son of this maid shall not be an heir with my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because of his son. But God said to Abraham, Do not be distressed because the lad and your maid, whatever Sarah tells you, listen to her, for through Isaac your descendants shall be made. And of the son of the maid I will make a nation also, because he is your descendant. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar, putting them on her shoulder and gave her the boy and sent her away. And she departed, wandered about in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was used up, she left the boy under one of the bushes 
Then she went and sat down opposite him, about a bowshot away, for she said, Do not let me see the boy die. And she sat opposite him, and lifted up her voice and wept. God heard the lad crying, and the angel of the Lord called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter with you, Hagar? Do not fear, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him by the hand, for I will make a great nation of him. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. God was with the lad, and he grew, and he lived in the wilderness and became an archer. He lived in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. From the letter to the Romans, chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also shall live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 24 through 29. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. It is enough for the disciple that he become like his teacher and the slave like his master. If they have called the head of the household Beelzebul, how much more will they malign the members of his household? Therefore do not fear them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in darkness, speak in the light, and what you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim upon the rooftops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both the soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a cent? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who confesses me before God, I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer for Sunday 
God of great deeds, on the first day of the week you wondrously called forth light out of darkness. On the first day of the week you graciously raised Jesus from the dead. On the first day of the week you powerfully formed the church through the gift of your Holy Spirit. By this triple witness you testify to us concerning your covenant love. Grant that all who worship you this day may do so in spirit and in truth, and present to you a living sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving through Christ our Savior. Amen. Centering Prayer by William M. Runyon Lord, I have shut the door. Speak now the word, which in the den and throng could not be heard. Hush now my inner heart. Whisper thy will. While I have come apart, while all is still, in this blessed quietness clamoring cease. Here in thy presence dwells infinite peace. Yonder the strife and cry, yonder the sin. Lord, I have shut the door, thou art within. Lord, I have shut the door, strengthen my heart. Yonder awaits the task, I share a part. Only through grace bestowed may I be true. Here, while alone with thee, my strength renew. Amen. The Nicene Creed We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated to the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.